notes, I have had the opportunity um, to just serve as the youth pastor here for the last three years, and I've been here for the last four years, and it has been a blast. You know, it's been hard, but I could I tell people all the time, I'm like, man, I can't imagine being anywhere else but at The Rock. I love this place, and I love you guys. So I'm super excited just to have the opportunity just to share my heart on Psalm 63 today. Um, so lately, the Lord has just been doing something in my heart about seeking the Lord, um, just like never before, just like never before, just seeking him, just being intentional about seeking him, about the things that he has spoken to me um, concerning my life and ministry and, and family, right? Um, and stuff, but it's easy to seek the Lord when everything is going great and everything is going well, um, but like, are we still going to seek the Lord when we're in the season of wilderness, when we're in a season when it's just so dry and it's hard and um, everything is going wrong, right? And I think um, Psalm 63, how David responded to the Lord in a place of wilderness is so powerful, like, you know, and I'm going to be honest, when, <laughs> when I'm in a place of wilderness, I do not feel like seeking the Lord. I'm like, for what? <laughs> like, I'm in a place of wilderness. You know, can we be honest today? I'm like, excuse me, Jesus. Like, okay, I'm going to seek you because I think that you're, I know that you are good. So my response to the Lord when I'm in a season um, of wilderness is a lack of worship or praise, and I struggle, and I have to really be intentional about even seeking the Lord and declaring his goodness, even in the bad seasons, even in the, the dry wilderness season, season, and David's response to the Lord in this psalm is so appropriate, right, and I like, I want to be a person that lives my life Seeking the Lord even in the place of wilderness, right? Of being like, Lord, I will have, I, my heart will have the appropriate response to seeking the Lord in the place of the wilderness, right? And his response to the Lord in his Psalms was seeking the Lord, praising the Lord, and declaring who the Lord was. And I'm like, man, I have something to learn from this psalm, Psalm 63, of how David just resolved in himself that he was going to stay seeking the Lord and hungry, be in, um, being hungry for the Lord. So if you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm 63. And it says, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land when there was no water. And I just love the Psalms and how it starts off because I believe that David made God personal, right? He declared, he was like, you, you are my God. And that word God right there is the word um, Elohim, and it means mighty one. So David had a revelation of who God was in his season of wilderness, right? And I just think that it's so important of when we are in our season of wilderness that we have an understanding of who God is. Because if our understanding is off or, or we don't know, we're going to have a hard time trying to seek him and stay faithful to him in our wilderness, right? 
And so David was like, you are my God. Earnestly, I will seek you. I thirst for you. Right? My whole being longs for you in a dry and parched land where there was no water. So his desire was for God. And he was gripped by a thirst for God in his whole being, right? And the thing what is like he wasn't asking, he was like, Lord, can you give me some water, natural resource? Can I please have some water or something? It's like, no, like he was yearning for God, for a touch from the Lord and declaring to himself like, yo, like I need the Lord in this place of wilderness. I don't need anything that the world has to offer me, but what I do know is that I need the Lord because he's the one that's going to help me and lead me through this dry and parched land, right? So, like, David knew who he was seeking. And then the scripture goes on to say, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory. Because your love is better than life, my lips will glorify you. So I will praise as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. I will be fully satisfied as the riches of food with seed. With singing lips, my mouth will praise you. Then love it. Then David Hill begins to express how he has found God, right? And he starts to talk about the power and the glory of God, which leads him in declaring that his love, the love of God is better than life itself. And it's just incredible to me that, yeah, David was in a wilderness place, right? But yet his heart was like so much invested in blessing the Lord. And it's like David had a resolve to live a life to praise God and to be satisfied in praising God, even in the heart. You know, even in the hard wilderness, desert place. And I just, just believe as like believers, like we need to have a resolve of God, I bless you. God, I want you, Lord. I'm still going to seek you. I'm still going to believe you. I'm still going to take you at your word, even though it is hard. You know, even though I am thirsty, even though when it seems like I have a lack in the area. Come on, I'm going to still seek your face. I'm still going to go after you and thirst for you. Because there is satisfaction in God in the seeking while in the desert, right? There, there is satisfaction in God like no other thing. And then in Psalm 63, the scripture continues to say, on my bed, I will. No, it does not say I will. <laughs> it says, on my bed, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night because you are my help. I sink in the shadow of your wings. I cling to you. Your right hand upholds me. Right, and I love it here because David had a confidence in God. He was like, you are my help. And you don't have a confidence in someone that has not helped you before, you know? So he was like, hold on, Jesus, you, God, you helped me before. So I can declare that you're going to help me again. And I can not only declare, I can believe that you're going to come through again and again and again. Even in this dry and thirsty land, you're going to come through again because you were my help before. 
<laughs> a better yes. Okay. And then David starts to begin to talk about the faithfulness of God, right? And then verse 9 says, those who want to kill me will be destroyed. They will go down to the depths of the earth. They will be given over to the sword and become food for jackals. But the king will rejoice in God. All who swear by God will glory in him while the mouths of liars will be silenced. Come on. And I just love this verse because, like, it didn't say thank the Lord for taking away all of my problems because I chose to seek you. They was like, yo, <laughs> like, Lord, you are going to handle those that uh, those issues that I have, right? Like, he didn't say you're going to, like, take away everything. Seeking the Lord doesn't take your problems away, but, like, God is going to take care of your problems because he's been faithful to show up before. So it's like, okay, David has all of these people chasing him, running for his life again and again and again, right? But then he's like, wait, Lord, like you've done it before, so you're going to do it again. So I can believe that you're going to do it again, right? And then I love what David does here when he says, but the king will rejoice in God. And at this time, David was not in on the throne, right, of Israel. This is not like a feel-good psalms, like, hey, like, I'm the king of Israel right now. Like, bring me great food or something. It was like, no, he was probably hiding in a cave somewhere. Actually, he was hiding for <laughs> in a cave somewhere, running for his life. And he, But he remembered what the Lord had promised him, that he was going to be the king. So he said, the king will rejoice in God. And it's like, I will rejoice in the promise that God has given me. Like, I will rejoice, you know, even when I don't see it. Like, the Lord, come on, yes, the Lord promised, he said, Sandra, I'm raising up in this church young people that love Jesus, right? And in some Wednesdays, we don't see young people that love Jesus. Oh, it's kind of hard to see your perspective is off. But no, and then other days you're like, man, I am rejoicing. Lord, you said that there will be a generation of kids that will love Jesus. So I'm going to rejoice in your promise because that was a promise from the Lord, right? And then another promise that the Lord gave me, my family, right? My family is not saved, don't know the Lord, right? And when I came to Ohio, I was, like, struggling. I was like, Lord, you know, I'm the only Jesus they see. You know, I have a little bit of a savior complex. Anybody been there? Come on, anybody been there, right? And, like, the Lord was, like, straight up, like, I'm the savior. You're not. But if you take care of business, I'm going to take care of them. And the Lord was like, I'm going to save them through your obedience, right? And it's like, it doesn't look like my family is being saved, but I choose to rejoice in the promise that my family is being saved by Jesus. Excuse me. Yes. Come on. So we have to choose my, uh, the king rejoices in God. And I just want to like, encourage you guys to rejoice in the promises of God over your life. And if you don't know the promises of God over your life, there's a Bible that says a lot of promises over your life. That like you are the head and not to tell you are a daughter, a son of God. 
That is a promise over your life. He is faithful. Come on. And the Bible says that God can be trusted to keep his promises in Hebrews. Come on. He can be trusted to keep his promises. So I'm like, okay, Lord, you can be trusted. I'm, I'm going to rejoice in that because you can be trusted. Even when it doesn't look like it or seem like it, God, you can be trusted because you are the mighty one. You are the saver. You are the deliverer. This is who he is. Right? And I'm just... And I'm just, like, reminded of the, the woman with the issue of blood, you know. And she sought after Jesus, and then Jesus touched her, right? And it's like, in order to be touched by the Lord, there needs to ha- be a seeking of the Lord that happens. And so I'm so passionate that I just feel like the Lord is just doing something in my heart about seeking the Lord and like thirsting from the Lord in my whole being is like, Lord, I don't want anything that this world has to offer me. But like I want you even in the wilderness, like I personally feel like I'm in a season of the wilderness. I'm like, Lord, okay, I got all these promises. I see you're moving here, like here or there, you know. Um, but I'm going to choose to keep believing the Lord and seeking the Lord because he has showed up before. Come on, he has did it once and he's going to do it again, right? And it's like, friends, we're not seeking like a dead God that's like, oh, I'll get to you when I get to you. It's like he loves to respond to his people. Like he loves it, right? Like, he wants to, like, come in and rack your life and rack your kids and rack your finances for his glory. Like, come on. Like, that's who he is. So it's like you can trust in the fact that, like, there is a reward when you seek the Lord. The Bible says that he reward those who diligently seek him. So what would happen if the Lord was looking down from heaven and he was like, man, I see those rockers, you know, cool and Oregon, and they are a bunch of seekers of me. I believe the Lord has, can do anything but respond with his, like, presence. Come on, that's what I want to be. I want to be a person that's like, even in the good times, I'm seeking the Lord. Even in the wilderness, I'm seeking the Lord. Even in the, like, worry times, you're like, oh, today's a good day, but tomorrow may not be. I want to be seeking the Lord. And just a story about seeking the Lord. So, like, for most of my life, like, I've had, like, this battle with depression, right? And I just, it's just, you know, just have to fight on through it, right? So I remember a season in my life, my, the people close to me would be like, hey, how you doing? And I'd be like, I'm good. I'm so depressed. What you mean? Like, you know? And then they'd be like, okay, you're you, you going to get through this. Like, the Lord is good. And I would be like, and that would, like, give me hope of, like, okay, I didn't feel good or I necessarily couldn't see it. But the people closest to me, like, encouraged me, like, hey, the Lord loves you, and this is not a forever place. So then that uh, fired me up to seek the Lord for freedom from depression, right? And then so this was just, like, a season of my life. And people were like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I'm depressed. 
you know. So, you know, I would always be like, I'm good. I'm just kidding. I'm actually depressed. I don't know, right? So, but I kept seeking the Lord about this issue, like, Lord, I know that you give joy. Lord, I know that this is not how you made me. Lord, I know that there's freedom in this because you've set me free before, right? So, like, this is just a season, and I'm going to be faithful in this season to keep seeking you for freedom. And then the Lord set me free. Like, the Lord set me free from depression, right? Like, I... I have not said, oh, I'm depressed and, like, I don't, I don't know how long. Because the Lord set me free. But I believe that the Lord set me free because I was faithful in seeking him. And I was like, I can't. Where am I going to go from here? So <laughs> I'm going to seek the Lord, you know. And it's like that's what type of people, person that I want to be, that I'm seeking the Lord in the hard times and then in the tough times. And my whole being is thirsting for the Lord, you know. And it's like just the fact that he's going to respond to my seeking of him is just awesome. I'm just like, yes, Jesus, come on. Come on. Um, so would you guys just stand with me, please? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And, you know, the Lord loves to satisfy, right? Like, that is who he is. And David was going through so much turmoil, hiding in a cave. And he chose to praise the Lord. And it's like sometimes we go through things in life, and it's hard. And some may even think that it's unfair. But what is going to be your response to the Lord? Are you going to have your heart resolved that I am going to seek the Lord? I am going to bless the Lord at all times. Or are you going to be full of complaint and misery? And, and is, is it going to change how you seek the Lord? I don't want my wilderness to change how I seek the Lord. I want it to increase how I seek the Lord. I want to increase in seeking the Lord in my wilderness. So I don't know where you're at today. I don't know if you're like, man, Sandra, like that. Like, I'm seeking the Lord. I'm right there with you. Like, we're seeking the Lord. We're going through, uh, for everything that God has for me. Sweet. That's awesome. Or if you're in a place of like, I... I have not been seeking the Lord. And I know that I need to be seeking the Lord because he loves to respond. And he loves to satisfy. So if you feel like you're in a place where you're like, man, I feel like I have not been seeking the Lord. And, and maybe it's because you, you don't really know who the Lord is or or maybe you're discouraged or or whatever like I would love to pray with you and partner and partner with you and seeking the Lord for your life and letting this be uh what you do and who you are a seeker of the Lord